Hi, on this week's episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let's think about that. Who are we thankful to? Is it okay to be thankful to God? How did Thanksgiving actually come into existence? And we're going to talk about the history of Thanksgiving, but what it means for us today and in the future on this episode. Join us. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things you deal with every day in your home, church, community, and the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. And uh, it's hard to believe that it's actually we're saying this, but next week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where do the... Where does time go? I mean, and I'm old, Matthew. You're not quite there yet, but when you get half a century, as my kids tell me, it just it goes faster and faster. That's how I. That's I don't know. That's that's kind of how I felt ever since I've kind of gotten here at Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like it's just a race every week. Yep, it is. It is Thanksgiving. We talked about, you know, the fact that with Thanksgiving coming, we wanted to try to do something as it, as it relates to Thanksgiving. And, and what we talked about was trying to understand why we have Thanksgiving in the first place. I'm not sure that a lot of people know, because I just don't think it's taught in school anymore, that Thanksgiving actually originated by way of a proclamation made by Abraham Lincoln in the middle of the Civil War. In 1863, he made the proclamation that the last Thursday in the month of November was to be Thanksgiving and that the country was to pray and to be thankful. Now, the question is, my dear Matthew, to whom do you think Abraham Lincoln told the country they needed to pray to? Well, of course, they're praying to to God, to the Lord. Yes, the God of the Bible, Mm -hmm. Jehovah God, the God of Scripture. Now, in our day and age, let's think about this. Let's fast forward from 1863 to 2019. Could a president of the United States get away with making a proclamation that the country should pray to Almighty God, which is what Abraham Lincoln said we needed to do? Answer, no. If we were waiting on today to institute a holiday like this, we wouldn't have this holiday. And this is part of the issue that we have. We celebrate Thanksgiving, then Christmas is coming. We still celebrate Easter in this country, and these are Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. And yet we have secular, progressive um, folks who vehemently say that we should not be invoking God or or let's call him the biblical God. um, And they struggle with people that do. And what has led us to talk to you guys today on the podcast regarding Thanksgiving is a speech that I heard William Barr, who is the attorney general of the United States, he gave at Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. a Catholic school and then was lambasted by the secular media for speaking the truth about the historicity of Thanksgiving and who we are as a nation founded on uh, Judeo-Christian principles. It was unbelievable. And it's interesting, though, because the media, they kind of chewed it up and spit it out pretty quick. 
Yeah. You know, if, um, you know, they, they didn't get as much mileage out of this as they get out of a lot of other scandals that they kind of go into. Sure. And so if you're like me, I mean, I had to go back and look it up. Uh, because I I didn't I didn't catch the media fallout mm-hmm. for AG Barr's speech, but um, but whenever I went back and I listened to it, I, I pulled it up on YouTube and I listened to the speech and it was a brilliantly given speech. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I can see where our media would melt down over this. Yeah. Now, why is this important, and why would we take 19 minutes or less to talk about this? I want to tell you why. Because there is a battle for the souls, hearts, and minds of our young people in this country and, and, and for adults as well. But this, this is, this has been our heart, um, at least over the last several weeks with real time truth is that we've talked about wanting to, to pass the baton to get, to get the faith to our, our children to the next generation because Christianity ceases to exist if we don't get the faith passed to the next generation. Christianity is only one generation always from distinction. Mm. So we got to pass it on to the next generation. Here's, here's what, real quickly, brief history lesson. Why did the country get started in the first place? Because people were leaving England, the mother country, to come to America to a place where they could worship God freely. Mm-hmm. They were called separatists. Later than a different offshoot, we would call them the pilgrims, you know, the black hats with the buckles on the front and all that. They left England because they were so oppressed. They were not allowed to freely worship in the way that they wanted to. So they came to America and established this country. This country was founded on biblical principles. I don't care what the secular people of our day want to say or believe. This country was not found by deists. This country was not found by people who were open to any and all other gods while people were allowed to believe what they wanted to believe. It's unarguable that this country was founded on Christian principles. And for anyone to say otherwise, they're being disingenuous with, uh, with the truth and with, with history. So Thanksgiving is a Christian holiday, okay? Christmas is a Christian holiday. Easter is a Christian holiday. And it's important that we understand that when a person like Attorney General Barr speaks at Notre Dame and he lays out this kind of talk and then gets blasted for it, we need to understand why and what the problem is. What is the issue, Matthew, with someone wanting to thank God, creator Jehovah God, for the blessings of life. What is the big deal about that? Seriously. I mean, it's there's no longer this live and let live mentality. Mm-hmm. That's what the Roman, during the Roman civilization, it was the same thing the Christians dealt with then. Yes. The Romans could not just let the Christians practice what they believed. And the same thing holds true today. These militant seculars that we're talking about, they can't, they don't have a live and let live mentality because whenever we say, I thank God for, then there is conviction there. Yeah. There's a reminder of accountability there. Yes. And they absolutely cannot handle that. And yeah. they don't want to be reminded of that because the thing is, is they know it's true. No one gets away from understanding that there is someone greater mm-hmm. who put us here with a design to honor and obey him, and we will one day be accountable to him in judgment. 
Yeah. The the progressives of our day, they want to drown out and silence opposing voices. Mm-hmm. They, they, they say they're tolerant, but they're not. They're tolerant of all viewpoints until your viewpoint goes against their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And then they're no longer tolerant. Let me share a few quotes that um, Barr said. Barr said in his speech at Notre Dame, he said, virtually every measure of social pathology continues to gain ground. And he was speaking about our current culture. Mm-hmm. Let me read a few statistics that he shared in the speech. He said in 1965, the illegitimacy rate was 8%. In 1992, he said when I was last Attorney General, it was 25%. By the way, Attorney General Barr, this is his second stint at being Attorney General. He, he went on to say, today, the illegitimacy rate, now, now think of this, it went from 8% in 1965 to it's over 40%. Over 40% of all children today are born illegitimate. He said in many of our large urban areas, it's around 70%. And in the black community, when it comes to fathers being absent from the home, it's at a 75% clip. He said this, along with the wreckage of the family, we are seeing record levels of depression and mental illness, dispirited young people, soaring suicide rates, increasing numbers of angry and alienated young males, an increase in senseless violence, and a deadly drug epidemic. And then he said this, as you all know, over 70,000 people die a year from drug overdoses. It's, It's such a huge issue, even in our county. That is more casualties in a year than we experienced during the entire Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And so I would ask the progressives, those of you who think that our country is progressing, how, where are we actually progressing and getting better? No, we're getting worse. Mm-hmm. We're actually failing our young people. We have more young people that are committing suicide today than ever ever in the history of this country. The progressive liberals want to swing the pendulum to a place to where they determine what everyone thinks and what everyone believes. And if you go against that, not only will you be shouted down and shut down, they want to come to a place to where they will lock you up and throw you in jail. Mm -hmm. They have become the thought police. And this is epidemic. And it's, it's, it's permeating our public schools today. And this is, this is what, this is what Barr talked about, that, that our public schools are ground zero because we've got good public schools. Uh, in, in our, in our county. We've got good, we've got good people. We've got good teachers and, and we still live to a degree somewhat insulated because of our rural area. But I'm telling you, you go to even Raleigh, you go to, you go to Greensboro, you go to Winston-Salem and the fog of liberalism is moving west. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it more and more to where our kids are being indoctrinated that to believe in God is silly and is ridiculous. And yet we still have Thanksgiving. We still offer thanks to whom? Exactly. And that's the thing is it's you and I have talked about this already, but this is it's just this warm, fuzzy. I'm glad I have stuff yeah. mentality. Yeah. You know, people will turn around and say, well, I'm thankful that I was able to go and do this or I'm thankful to you. And so really all they're saying is just, you know, that we are all there is and they're thankful to themselves. We, um, 
we, we wanted to park here for a moment. We wanted to talk about, and Matthew, maybe you can take this segment for a moment, the micro-morality versus the macro-morality, which uh, Barr spoke about. I think that's important, micro versus macro. Why don't you explain to the audience what Barr was speaking about? Sure, and, uh, and to dive into that, I want to hit that Edmund Burke quote yeah. real quick because it ties in. Edmund Burke I love, if you've read any of his quotes, they're always so powerful. And this one, he said, Men are qualified for civil liberty in the exact proportion to their disposition to put chains on their appetites. Mm. Now, understand, when, when we talk about the founding of this country and the great, the great experiment, just to kind of put some context around this, the experiment was not could a people govern themselves as in can they elect officials and everything be square and fair mm-hmm. and all that. No. When they mean govern themselves, they're talking about their individual self. And that's what Evan Burke is talking about here, that people have to, in a free in a free world, in a free economy, in a free country, they have to be able to tell themselves no when it comes to their own wickedness. And so Today, the secular humanist uh, position, or just, you know, which is interchangeable with our society at large, it seems, Mm -hmm. teaches what you already mentioned, a macro morality, which is that I'm not as concerned about how I live. I'm caught up in the causes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding my, I'm finding redemption and sanctification and purpose on the picket line. Yeah. That's and so mm-hmm. forget about how I act personally. Okay, yeah. I can go and I can blast you on social media, and then I can go and I can fight for some cause the next day. Yeah, and somehow I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm a social justice warrior. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what it's become. Mm-hmm. Whereas Christianity, this is the thing: Christianity teaches a micro morality, meaning that first and foremost, I have to transform myself, and really not just that. I, that's wording incorrectly. I have to let God yeah. transform me. And then, as a result of all these individuals being transformed by the Lord, then you have the society change. Mm -hmm. And so, see, the thing is, is Christianity doesn't say one or the other, okay? Our society says, well, we'll just focus on the society at large. Christianity says, no, both have to transform, and society changes first through the transformation of the individual. Yes, the, the thing with the secular humanists of our day, they actually want to use the government as a way of having control over everyone. Well, they have to because they, they're taking God yeah, out of the equation. Yeah. And this, and this then, my dear listener, my dear uh, viewer, leads us back to England. This is the whole re- where else is there to go? The Puritans left England to come to a place to establish a, a, a free land where they could worship as they truly felt that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That is the First Amendment. But today, where is, there's nowhere else to go. There's no other land to found. And so what's happening is the progressive secularists of our day, they want to squash any thought that goes against the things that they teach and believe. I want to read a, I want to read a quote that I thought was, was good that, that Barr talked about, um, talking about the, the, this, this pendulum, the, the, the way the pendulum is swung. So think of it this way. Go back to 1863, go back to Abraham Lincoln and the pendulum was way over to the area of uh, morals, uh, following God, Mm -hmm. um, whether or not you believed in Jesus Christ. The the people were moral. You operated in that worldview. Exactly. The pendulum has swung so far now, is beginning to swing so far the other way that we have the, the progressives who say, no, 
you are not allowed to believe and think that a life in the womb is a life. No, it's a blob of tissue because I say it's a blob of tissue. Even though scientists now tell us that a baby is viable, certainly even beyond the 24th and 26th week, they say no. A woman's right to choose means that that usurps the the, the right of the baby to live. So so th- they say that that is their morality, that, that morality of, of a woman's right to choose trumps the, 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 the moral underpinning that a life should be allowed to live. So, so th- they get to decide what's moral. So the authority is them, mm-hmm. not the Word of God. The Word of God says that God, that Jesus, the Lord God, knew us before he formed us in our mother's wombs, Jeremiah 1.4. But when the authority is you, and when the authority is the government, then it changes as the authorities change. So as a new regime comes in, they become the authority Mm -hmm. and you obey what they tell you to do. So what the, what the, what the state thinks will make things better. So, so for instance, so we don't tell people to get married and then have children and be sexually responsible. We just say, go have an abortion. If you find that you've got a kid, the the reaction to the drug epidemic and drug addiction in America is not to encourage people not to do drugs. We just set up now safe injection sites. We've lost our minds. And so we as Christians today must understand, and I think Barr was, was very good in speaking of this, that in order for us to swing the pendulum back, it's got to come back down to micro. How am I going to live my life I cannot affect everyone else. I mean, to a degree, I can, I can hope to make an impact. But how am I going to lead my life? How am I going to lead my family? How am I going to lead my home? Jesus expects us to live with our emphasis on him. He said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So we want to pass that along to our children. You said this, Matthew, and I think it's good. Education is not vocational training. It is leading our children to the recognition that there is truth and helping them develop the faculties to discern and love the truth and the discipline to live by it. And just to couch that, okay, that is actually, that's a bar quote. Okay. And so, but I tell you well, guys. Well, it's good, even you if guys, you said it. It would have been, it's, it's fantastic. And I encourage you guys, we're, we're, we're about to wrap this thing up, but I encourage you, go look up this speech, okay? Yeah. Barr is absolutely brilliant. He doesn't pull any punches. Yeah. I mean, and he's not over the top. He's not uh, combative. Yeah, he's he never just, raises his voice. He's just, he's so logical. Yeah. And he's so passionate. Yes. And so I encourage you to go listen to that. But that is so true. It is, we have to train our kids to know and love and live by truth. So as you celebrate Thanksgiving around a table, a, a, a turkey and some pumpkin pie next week, would you remind, before, before you eat, before you say thanks to God, Jehovah God of Scripture, remind the family. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. This is this is our historical roots, founded on Christian principles from Scripture, and we give thanks to God, Almighty God. Well, this has been another episode of Real Time Truth. We're so glad you guys tuned in today. I'm Matthew McNeil, and I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thank you for joining us. Take care. <laughs>